Good evening, folks. This is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio is on the Hoobazoo Network, hoobazoo.com. And it's a different kind of episode. First of all, I am outside, and this is the second time I've done an out-of-state mobile episode. And why am I doing this on a beautiful Sunday afternoon? Well, I'm doing this because I'm with Scott Libby, Navy veteran who is the, the founder of the New England 69th Irregulars. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Travis. Nice to meet you. Hey, man, it's great to meet you. Uh, Scott is at a campground, and where are we now, Scott? Because I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes, we're in Tamworth, New Hampshire on White Lake. It's a state park, New Hampshire, which is for veterans with your ID. You get in for free at almost all state parks. And um, it used to be you could bring in a whole bunch of people in your vehicle, but now it's just for the veteran only because I guess they're losing too much money. Well, well, to your point, I mean, you told me, hey, show your ID to the guy up front when you get here. I'm like, oh, this either goes well or bad. But I showed him my state ID with my veteran's uh, status. He gave me a slip and said, go right in, have a good time. And it is, it is one of those beautiful days, man. And, and just to give people some perspective, I rode my motorcycle from, from Boston area up to New Hampshire, about 150 miles one way to do this. And it it was worth the price of admission thank you so much for this idea man you're welcome travis and speaking of ideas i mean this is kind of what you're trying to go with with the irregulars do you want to just give me a minute and and go over you know why you did this and what you're trying to do well um for the past 10 years i've been trying to enjoy the outdoors as much as possible i started uh with this uh group on meetup.com called new england hiking an adventure group and uh the next year i helped a friend start a new one called four seasons hiking on mount jacora we did our first hike and with 12 people and then today i think they almost at 7500 people all together oh wow and uh it's one of the largest meetups in new england and uh the past two years as since i got involved with uh vet tv and reverent warriors and bonding with some people and uh Sometimes when I go on hikes with the civilian counterpart, my, my hiking group, uh, some people are a little off put by my language or my jokes are too dirty for them. You know, so, so there are <laughs> there are vets. There's uh, my friend Michelle that actually joined this group. She's an admin in the group. She's going to be hopefully leading some stuff like kayaking, biking, other hikes, camping. And um, she was a nurse uh, 23 years in the Air Force, so. Um, she was so happy when I told her about Reverend Warriors and uh, getting my own group started because uh, my old roommate, the leader of Four Seasons, was like, I asked him to start a subgroup. He goes, no, why don't you just create your own? Yeah. And uh, seven months ago, I tried to get together uh, due to funding and um, some family situation going on. I took a break from life and uh, became a hermit. And this is exactly why... I started this group so I wouldn't end up like that and help people get out of that situation when you get depressed, get people together, get out outside enjoying nature or just like having dinner with a drink or so. And, you know, something other than like sitting at home with a bottle and bring yourself one to it. So, you know, one of the things about veterans socializing together is, and I don't know about you, Scott, but... There's a lot of times where I like being alone. 
I have yep. no problem being on my motorcycle by myself. Personal space. Smoking a cigar by myself, reading a book. I'm just as happy sitting at home, reading a book, or, you know, doing something by myself than hanging out with people. It's not that I can't hang out with people. I just prefer being alone. However, I really feel better when I get to hang out with other vets. And even though I didn't serve in combat, and even though I wasn't deployed overseas, you know, I did do my time, I did do my service. What do you think that is? What do you think that, you know, a guy like me is is more happy about doing something like we're doing right now than, you know, being around other people? If you weren't just saying that, I'd say that about myself. Because, like, when you get overwhelmed, you just hunker back and, like, I got to blow off steam by myself. Right. Like, my ex-girlfriend, who I'm best friends with, I helped raising her daughter that I've known all of her life. And, um... She was like, why didn't you bring me up? I'm like, I just had a funeral burying my great uncle yesterday, just 15 minutes down the road. And uh, yeah, he was, uh, he never stopped, you know. He was just helping me repair drywall in my house three weeks ago. Oh, wow. And, you know, he was supervising. I was doing most of the work, but I needed an extra (laughs) set of hands. And that man, you know, he was a sergeant in the Army during the Korean War, and he was 3rd Regiment. You know, honor the old guard doing for the presidential, you know, burying people at Arlington and stuff. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, he was a great man. I've, every day of my life, this last summer was the first summer without his wife, my great aunt, my grandmother's sister on my father's side. It was the first summer last year without her. And now this summer, it's going to be my first summer without him. And I've been coming up here uh, to the Ospi region, Ospi Range Mountains, camping since I was six months old. So it's like a big part of my life. So he was a big part of your life. This country, yeah. this this area is a big part of your life. Yeah. So what you're trying to tell me is being around him. So you really like the outdoors. You like being outside. I can see why because this is just, it's like we're in a little I don't know, slice of heaven. Yeah, Forgive it's me. been Forgive. pretty quiet. It was packed when I got here last night, but it really got quiet. It's nice. So, Scott, we're in this slice of heaven, and I can't tell people enough how beautiful it is outside. It's perfect weather, perfect everything. What's your thought process, your ideas of trying to bring this kind of thing to veterans? Well, uh, I've been uh, in mental health at the VA, and luckily I had a nice therapist, older woman in her 70s, and she was an avid hiker all of her life. And uh, she thought my best, you know, no pill helped me. I was totally messed up on them. But she goes, Scott, when you're active, when I see the difference, when you're out doing stuff between 07 and 09, when I started cross-country mountain biking, started going kayaking all the time, started hiking, your mental health is so much better. Like, you are just a different person than what I've known because she had seen me when I began on all that stuff and at the height of it when I was really messed up and when I got off the stuff and came down and became a normal person again. And so, you know, it's it's funny you say that because you hear so <clears throat> much how exercise is one of the best... Antidepressants. Antidepressants, uh, stress relievers, good for overall health, mental health, sexual health, the whole nine yards, and people will turn to pills first. Uh, if, if I can ask... How do you feel when you go like on a hike or a kayak trip versus, you know, being on a on a on a, on a clinical regimen? Uh, totally different. It's you know, I'm so susceptible. Like I take, like 
they tried for my chronic pain, gabapentin, which is an antidepressant, like, for eight days. I was a zombie. I was, like, up and down. I thought I was tripping. It was miserable. And I was like, I, I can't do pills. I just too susceptible, too easy them to affect me. And uh, and it's difference of, like, I get out. Like, when I'm stressed, I like to go for a drive in my truck. But now I have a side-by-side. -side. I like going up, going out the trails, take my oh. aggression on that. That's right. I wanted to ask about that. Yes. Hey, look, I'm going to get him, folks, to get some pictures for the blog post for the podcast. This thing looks like, a, I, don't, I don't know what you would call it. It's like Batman's, the Batmobile's little brother that well, got all punked up. This, this isn't just anything. You had like these weird like tracks on it, dude. Yeah, well. Um... Yeah, tell me about that. Because uh, I had some thoracic surgeries, my upper body, I don't have the strength, and it hurts to do a sit-on-top ATV or snowmobile. Okay. So uh, after I bought my first side-by-side, -side, a 2014 Wildcat Trail, it's 50 inches wide, so it fits everywhere that is standard, but as bucket seats, you got a steering wheel, you got a gas pedal, you got a brake, and you just got low, high, you got locking four diff, it's, it's awesome. But then my second one, I bought a year leftover, so I got a discounted one. And I bought, a, uh, got saved 10% on the tracks. So now I have a year-round vehicle. And I'll tell you what, I can't go 100 miles an hour on it, but I can go anywhere I want at 35, 40 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this thing has, like, tank tracks on it. It's 12 feet long with the tracks. And almost. it's like each, instead of wheels, it has tracks on it. And I was going to ask you, man, that thing has to be able to go anywhere, right? Yep. I I taken it to the quarry during a blizzard last last Mar a year ago March and uh jumped like a flat top you know how they shovel and they have the f yeah and like you're looking nothing but sky and I just gunned it at about 30 miles an hour hit that and the whole thing goes up in the air and just just softly lands oh that 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 is that, just... that is it, it looks badass it's, it's black and green now what what kind of uh side by side is it it's the wildcat trail by articat but now they're made by textron they they bought articat out so okay. now it's the textron logo which you know i i still you know a lot of people are polaris was the first ones that came out the side by side the small that they have their uh rzr which you know the, the like a 50 inch and bigger ones but while uh, Articat came out with this one that fits anywhere because a lot of trails were only 50 inches wide. Oh, really? And now, like, state of Maine has gone to like 60 or 65 inches. Even, even they've even like spaced out the post up to 68 because some of them, like the Can Ams, they have this $30,000 one that's got a turbo and it's like a, over 160 horsepower. But is, is speed. <sighs> A thing, I mean, because, you know, riding ATVs in Louisiana, yeah. for example, yeah. you know, we were told that speed in the woods isn't really that critical. It's being able to go over anything. go over stuff and yeah. be able to maneuver because if the trail, you know, gets compromised, you've got to be able to turn around. Yeah. So speed is the thing. So, I mean, do you like going fast or do you like um, being able to go fast? I, I usually, usually try to stay and maintain the speed limit because there's... Up in uh, Jericho Mountain State Park, where I was three times over the past three weeks, because um, the open day was the 23rd, took a little mini vacation. I went to pick up my wheeler. I hadn't touched it in 11 months because I destroyed it on a black diamond trail. I left the tracks on for the summer and was trying it out, going off this black diamond trail, which I had beaten the crap out of my four-wheeler the first time I'd taken it up there. It's called Renee's Maze. Oh, wow. And I was like, the last section, like probably 
five minutes worth of riding and I left the four wheel lock on after I went off some wet muddy rocks and uh, I ripped the upper A-arm right off the frame and I had to le- abandon it there but USA covered everything. Really? Yeah. And um, Go USA. <laughs> yeah. They, wow. they paid for the recovery. They paid for all the frame and I got it's all I got electric power steering which is way better on my shoulders but the the stock one's a little bit better because this electric power steering is a better unit like steering wise but the faster you go it doesn't lower the power steering like the stock one would on a brand new one gotcha so the powers you have full power assist all the time so when you get up to like 45 it starts floating a little but i'm going to get some wider tires so it should compensate for that no kidding so you know if, if you had like an atv rally i think you were talking about maybe doing something like an atv rally because there's have... a, the festival that happens i think this is like the eighth summer eighth or i forget how many up and and i've been trying to go up for the last like four years but something always happens like it was originally like a three-day festival and i went up it's going up but my grandmother ended up in the er two summers ago so i was there we stayed at her house and went up and and went up Sunday, but by the time we got there, the mud runs were all done, and most people were packing up to go home. So it's a Friday, Saturday event. They have live bands. You can drive in the streets. Like, you go between Gorham and Berlin, the shared roads, access roads. So you can drive all at the gas station, restaurants, your hotel, you know, everywhere up there. It's a totally different four-wheeling experience than riding around on my little Yamaha Blaster just five years ago. And, and, and so, you know, I'd have to think that for, you know, the regulars, that'd be a cool thing. Maybe you don't have an ATV and you just want to see some people do something that you can't see, say, like in Manchester. Well, you can rent them. There's a place, Moms in Lancaster. Uh, I think they anywhere running four to $600, depending on how many people you want to sit there. They have six, six-seated side-by-side. So you, you and five of your buddies, it's only like 560 for 24-hour rental. You oh, wow. pick it up Friday night, ride it all day Saturday, return it Saturday night. So, and the trails, Jericho has 85 plus miles worth of trails, but that attaches to a thousand miles worth of trails that go all the way up to the Canadian border and to, into Vermont. So you could spend all day and not hit the same trail, like eight hours. So, so if you're one of those guys who maybe works in the city, or if if you're if you're, a, I shouldn't say a girl because girls. You know, Look, look, look. If you're a person, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who? No, there's a lot of women that have their own rigs. There was really? a, the one that sold me my second one um, uh, has actually had her own business, but had a child and she stepped back. It was called Backwoods Natives and she had called the, the Backwood Vixens and she had her own name brand. All all female like crews that would go out and they'd, they'd uh, take people on ATV tours because they got guides up there for like, I think, like around 100, 150 bucks, you can have someone take you out for eight hours, and they'll take you to all the best picture spots and all that. So we could have a lot of fun riding ATVs if we got together as a group and did this, and make some really unique memories away from all the the hustle and bustle of life, man. Yeah. So. You know, as we're talking about ATVs and this beautiful place that we're in and, and, you know, what's out there, I get the sense from you, man, before we started talking, and we've been, like you said, we've been talking for a while now, almost a year, 
I get the sense that you really don't want a situation where a veteran feels like they're isolated or alone. Yep, because I hate that feeling. Because I took, because of my family situation, when I didn't start the group off, have my first event back in beginning of December, I did that. I shut myself off the world and ordered takeout for five months and just lived as a hermit, and it's bad. And yeah, we talked about that, but you're like, look, I, I don't want that anymore for anybody. And it's kind of like because you're putting yourself out there trying to do this, you're not going to be alone. But also you're saying, hey, look, you know, well, I'm in New England. There's all kinds of cool stuff to do that you wouldn't think about for New England. I mean, most people think the Red Sox or something like that. You're saying you can drive 100 miles north and be in God's country having fun. And how's that making you feel to put this together and see it come alive? Um, the, the, the response, I got a strong response last fall, but when I tried the meetup site, I had a lot of civilians trying to join the group, and I just felt bad like not letting them in because I wanted to do something just for the veteran and active duty and even guard and reservists to, to give someone an outlet like because when I was on limited duty in the Navy, you know, what what everyone do when you're off free time? Drinking. That's all we did. Like, <laughs> we went to the movies. We drank at the movies. We snuck bottles of booze into the strip clubs. You know, we just drank all the time. We didn't go out and enjoy, like, a few times I went to Pacific Beach or, you know, walked around San Diego. But for the most part, we just drank. That was our off right. time. I'm like, you know, but, you know, I think, I think, Part of the you know people get on healthy lifestyles because they don't think they have anyone to hang out with and already in this group it's not even a week old and we got people that are posting stuff about going down the Saco and 13 days from now chris posted that he goes well me and my buddies have done this this it's gonna be um food trucks and a live band and you know and a cornhole tournament and float down the nice slow river it's nothing you don't have to paddle or anything you just float down take the current it's a nice shallow river fun time and it's just things that people can enjoy with yes alcohol can be fun but you don't have to drink alcohol to have fun no it doesn't take like a lot of money either i mean yeah. a, lot, a lot of times some some people want to put together stuff for veterans that are really elaborate and really i mean and i get it i mean it's a very nice thing gesture i, yeah. I get it but a lot of times What's wrong with just grabbing an inner tube or, you, you know, a pack with some cliff bars and water in it and going for a hike in a cool trail? Yep. And, and I think a lot of times no one really knows what's out there until they're there. Like, I would have never come up here to check this out if if we hadn't agreed to talk about this. So I, I, just, I just really am buying into your message that you don't have to be alone and that by being outside and being in nature or just around people that's a better experience as a human being and uh, i just think it's awesome so how can how can people start getting involved or what kind of ideas do you want from people or what do you want people to think about when they hear um, the term 69th irregulars <laughs> well it's just uh i stole uh I was wanting to make a subgroup on the meetup group that I was in, and my, my buddy's like, why don't you just make your own group? And I'm like, that's not a bad idea. I never wanted to be a leader in the civilian group Four Seasons because there's people that show up, you know, in jeans, a T-shirt, and two water bottles and <laughs> plan to do a 4,000-footer, you know. And the whites, you know, we're, we're not some, only a few 
mountains are up over a mile, but you're usually starting at sea level in a valley and you're going up two to 4,000 feet up into the air, you know, the temperature changes, you know, wearing cotton clothing, you're going to be cold, you know, by the time we get to the top, you're going to be wet, you're going to be cold, and you're probably going to be out of water and you didn't have any food. And the whites, uh, the presidential range is one of the worst weather until like the late late 90s Washington had the record for speed recorded like really? it was 200 and almost 3 miles an hour like over 200 days a year two thirds of the year there's hurricane force winds up on Mount Washington and you that's have no insane, shelter man. that's insane At, on the alpine zone over I think it's like 4400 feet there's no shelter up there it's that's why people die on Mount Washington <laughs> every year Actually, they just had a rescue last week out of one of the ravines. But um, I rode my motorcycle up Mount Washington, and I gotta tell you, that was that was some pretty uh, intense rides. Yeah, it, I've never done the road myself, but I've my first hike attempted um, September, mid-September, and after we got four thousand feet, everything had like anywhere from one to two inches of ice on it, and we had to turn back at forty-four hundred feet. I had all the proper gear, but my micro spikes. But only two of our like 20-something people that got up the day made it to the top, and it was completely iced over at the summit. But then a week or two later, we went up. It was, you know, only 55 mile an hour winds and socked in. It was like 50 to 60 degrees. <laughs> There's that military aspect of being prepared, being dialed in. Yep. And instead of being on the couch, being a couch warrior or, you know, doing beer curls, you can really kind of... 12 ounce, get, 16 ounce, 22 ounce. Well, I mean, <laughs> there is, there is you know, volume, volume-based training when it comes to that, not in a good way. But what you're saying is you can kind of get your warrior spirit back a little bit. Yeah, it's really, it, like sometimes I like, right now I'm car camping, I got all the luxuries, I got... I got the big camp stove, I got a fire, I got camp chairs and stuff, but I also have all this, the, the small stuff possible to go for backpacking on like the Pemi Loop or up to one of the huts. Uh, the last time I stayed at a hut was um, uh, 2014. Uh, it was actually Valentine's Day. It was their 100th year anniversary at the Carter Notch Hut up by the ski area, Wildcat Ski Area. It's on one of the last part of the range that's still in New Hampshire for goes into Maine, and it was really... It was a fun time, but it was 13 inches of fresh powder. And uh, the people I went with thought it was just going to be like a walk-in party. And, you know, a three-and-a-half-hour walk turned into a seven. And I felt like I was going to have a Donner party for six. I had a GPS. I knew the trail very well. The guy leading it wore an expedition backpack he'd never used before. And it was filled to the top. Like, the thing was bigger than him. He was about my height and, and like, two of the... Two of the three women refused to wear snowshoes. They had crampons, so they're post-holding through the fresh powder into the snow underneath. So there's like three feet of snow, and they're like going down to their crotches so in snow. it's a bad scene. Yeah, it was like we made it to the only halfway point, and the, there was t- two couples, me and my friend. Actually, she's my roommate right now. And uh, I, I, I felt bad because she goes, oh, we're going to hike. And I'm like, oh, I'll join you. You know, I haven't done a winter hike in a while. It had been like four years, I think. But I had I had a surgery uh, the year before, and I got my lung function somewhat back, and I was starting to feel good. And I went out 
went with them and like halfway the 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 uh the other couple not leading the hike um she, they're like well we should turn back and i'm like no our car is parked at the pinkham notch which is a couple miles it was whiteout conditions when we got dropped off the trail the trail head wasn't plowed yet so we had to leave our vehicles up at the, the base of mount washington so i'm like i know there's shelter in front of us there's no shelter behind us there's no guarantee we're going to get picked up by someone you know there's shelter but which which i didn't know the caretaker wasn't even there yet about another half mile down the caretaker caught up to us she'd come from mount zealand hut to come open up our notch the the carter notch hut so i if i had known that i might have turned back but you know we'd already broken the trail you know so there's all kinds of uh ways you can um you know do this thing and i'm just sitting here and i have this idea I'm, i'm i'm listening to you talk about you know um places in new hampshire it's almost like you could take this and and maybe get with the state and say hey look i i'm a i'm a i'm a tour guide i'm a, we could really do something here to kind of um, promote the state and promote what new hampshire has because i've never heard of these places i know where um Kankamangas is mount washington and that's pretty much it and, and you know just today i've gotten to see so much more man and i think that's you know for me I know it's just a, it's not really a group meeting right now. It's just a one-on-one meeting. But I'd have to say, honestly, man, for for starting this group now, for the last seven days, you've kind of already had a success. You've gotten somebody to, one, socialize with, two, uh, you know, get out of his comfort zone a little bit. And I thought, I'm not perfectly fine in the woods, but, you know, I've never been here. <laughs> and, and we're having a great time. So, I mean, just win, win, win. It's just a matter of doing it again. Yeah. Well, we possibly a meet and greet. I know you were one of the ones that were maybe, but we're doing this instead. But the the, the meadery that's down in Ospi, about 15 minutes south of here, and I have lunch maybe later. Um, I don't well, know. It's if almost they, lunchtime. You know, it was one o'clock. I said the time could be any because depending if people come up because it's bike week. I forgot that bike week started this week. So oh yes, right. The roads are clogged with you know all the people from Mass, Rhode Island, Connecticut coming up for the weekend. And, but coming northbound on a Sunday is better than going southbound on a Sunday. So you come up in the morning on a Sunday, it's an easy ride, and you go later in the day home, it's just an easy ride home instead of sitting in traffic all the way down to the seacoast. <laughs> or the 95 core going in Maine. Like right. that, you just got to learn what days to travel on. And being now medically retired because of my lung function, I just I can pick the days I want to go do stuff. Oh, that's cool. So, Folks, I will have a link to the Facebook page for the New England 69th Irregulars uh, in the Oscar Mike Radio blog post. And you'll start seeing stuff on my feed when Scott posts things and events that you want to check out. So, folks, I'm going to tell you that if you have something you want to try doing in the New Hampshire area, I'm sitting with a, a... in my view as somebody who's very knowledgeable and almost a, he has to be an expert i'm just going to say i don't know if he is or not but he has to be i call expert. it advance advance uh, okay I, i'm not intermediate i'm like i'm probably on the trail when i was healthy i was between advance and expert like i i haven't taken i've wanted to do the survivor first aid classes that they were taking but when i lost my lung function i i took a step back from that but okay. it's something that i should get rated for now if i'm starting a group so I can, you know, give a silver bullet and an IV. 
Well, folks, <laughs> I'll put it like this. He is highly advanced. <laughs> and, and he's willing to share his experience and knowledge with you to have a good time up here. And certainly I've had a good time today. So, Scott, I can't wait to see what else you have going on. Uh, thanks so much for being accommodating. Uh, it was a great ride up. It's an absolutely beautiful park, the, the White Lakes uh, Park in, in New Hampshire. And, you know, just sitting here at picnic table, two dudes outdoors doing this podcast is why I do it. I just want to say thanks again, brother. Thank you, Travis. Thanks for coming up and thanks for uh, supporting my group. So uh, if you're in any veterans group, I've been uh, I've been adding their events like from Vet TV to Reverend Warriors and um, Veteran United and Veteran Networking on Facebook. Just got a lot of people that are adding themselves to the group and friends of friends adding them. I'm like, I invited three dozen people and we're already at almost 110 in less than a week. I, I've been the the outpouring support. Yeah, it was it was a lot slower when I tried doing the meetup because not everyone knew what meetup was right when i tried it last fall i was getting a lot of civilians adding because i had a questionnaire i'm like are you a reservist are you active or are you a veteran and i felt bad for like saying i'm trying to do something for the veteran community you know keep people from you know crawling inside the bottle or crawling into a hole or swallowing a uh, bullet or as jim tuff says he has a um he was on episode um 95 last week he he has this phrase that stuck with me as staring in the abyss so you have no reason to be alone you have no reason to be in that bottle you have no reason to nope. stare into the darkness uh, no reason to be embarrassed no no or ashamed yep, and that's what i feel like when i'm depressed and down when i can't physically do stuff when i can't even you know bend over to load the dishwasher because i can't breathe when i do it or it causes pain so like know i just want to do something for those people that you know don't feel like they're capable to do anything and uh well scott i just want to thank you again for your time uh, um I, I think you got some good things going on here as this is a grassroots uh, organic organization and it's going to get bigger and hopefully be a model for other people and folks this is travis with oscar mike radio and i'm with scott libby uh, of the new england 69th irregulars And we are out.